1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, and NA member FDIC. Oilers
0: Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 106 in Edmonton. 206 Central Time. Bob Stoffer with the Edmonton Oilers in Nashville, Tennessee. Oilers brought to you by digit Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Oilers uh, hitting the ice at the Preds practice facility because there is a John Mayer concert tonight at Bridgetone Arena. Edmonton getting filled in 5-1 last night in Minnesota, ending a seven-game undefeated streak in which the Oilers went 6-0-1. Lots of you have lots of opinion. Uh, you can uh, reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline 780-496-0063 The River Creek Resort Casino Excitement Bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. With Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally at Bob underscore Stauffer and Brendan at Brendan Scott with two E's and two T's. And uh, Brendan Escott, part of the Edmonton Elks uh, broadcast team with Morley Scott and Dave Campbell and that extension with the Elks football team at 630 was just announced. So congratulations. I think Blake Dermott works on those shows as well. Japanese Village, open a survey at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations. Try the legendary Wagyu Steak cooked right before your eyes. reserved now at jvedmonton.ca. Just before we go to David Stables from the Cult of Hockey for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Hawk W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Uh, this text comes in and it says bob jay woodcroft needs to have to talk with the boys about what men do for each other on the ice and bring back brad malone he at least pulls cassian into the battles the texter says that cassian's useless otherwise and use josh archibald as much as possible well the problem with josh archibald is he's only available to play right now at edmonton or in calgary Because he can't fly in Canada because he's not vaccinated. This Brad has texted us to say last night's game is a possible bad omen for things to come to the playoffs. What is the last uh, tough in-playoff contention team that the Oilers have beat, excluding three-on-three overtime wins? Uh, Since three-on-three doesn't happen in the playoffs, that one comes to us from Brad. Tampa Bay. Did they not beat Tampa Bay at home? Tampa Bay is a pretty good team. I think they won that game 4-1, so you answered. I mean, they beat the defending Stanley Cup champions 4-1. You asked, so I answered. All right, without further ado, we'll head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and welcome back to the show, David Staples from the Culta Hockey. Hello, David, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Bob. How are you doing? Great. Uh, a couple interesting debates, and they're, they're sort of tied to a philosophical perspective on how you see the game. We have a lot of people, and here's the updated numbers on the right wing. Yes, the arvey one goal in his last 14 games. Yamamoto hasn't scored in nine. Derek Ryan hasn't scored in 18. Cassian hasn't scored in 23. And there's lots of people making a strong, compelling case that, uh, you know, apolli tilts the ice regardless of who he plays with. And others would say he needs to score more, especially early in games when he's playing with Connor McDavid.
1: Where do you come down on this? <laughs> for yes, he pull a RV, all of this Endless talk about a player, <laughs> you know, he, you know both, and people lashing out at each other the different factions. I mean, it just it's just a little bit much, honestly. He's a young player. He's he's had some trouble uh, converting his grade A chances this year. He's gotten a lot of them. He hasn't scored on many of them, but he adds a lot in terms of his forechecking, his backchecking. He pops pucks all over the ice. Um, he had a he had a rough game last night. He lost a couple board battles without his out of position. That all so happens but overall he's a he's a strong two-way winger very strong two-way winger um who doesn't score goals at a at a high enough rate um that you want him on necessarily on the power play all the time now this is something that might come to him as he advances and and what i would say is like in terms of this debate like i just think we need to chill out he we don't have like his his contract isn't up until this summer we will see him uh perform in the final in the playoff stretch run the whole f- and in the playoffs we'll see how he performs under those conditions and everyone will have a much better sense then of exactly what kind of player the Oilers have in yes when we see him in the playoffs again this coming year so I just think let's just sit back enjoy this player for what he is acknowledge what he isn't and 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 relax a bit about it because I, I do think that I don't know it just seems like a lot of pressure starts to get put on players in this market when people start to go Go crazy on other side of a debate like this
0: yes i'll pull yarby's finish there's a lot of bigger bodied finished players that have got some real bite in their game He is yeah. not one of them is this something that he needs to add in
1: time or do you think it'll ever happen I see in terms of like winning pucks, there's bite there, Bob. Like he doesn't take the body all the time. He's not someone who's all the time taking the body, but he pops pucks in the corner and he takes a ton of punishment. I see no hesitancy at all. And yes, Apolliarvi going to the front of the net and taking punishment and being there all the time. McDavid and Kane whirling around making plays. Yes, he joining in to pop pucks now and then, but he goes to the front of the net and he's screening. He's taking heavy punishment every single game in that way. So. I see a player who puck protects, who goes to the net, who screens the goalie. Um, There's lots of players who are way less physical than Yessa Pugliarvi. So would I like it if he hit more? I'd like probably everyone if they hit more. I'd like that a little bit. But it's hard to do that during the full regular season. Let's see how he does in the playoffs when the physical battling gets really tough. And it's really needed for him to come up uh, in that situation with physical play. I think he's going to come up. I think he's going to do it. And I'm content with the amount I'm seeing from him right now. DJ in
0: Edmonton says, Bob, I know the majority of the fans out there are big JP fans and want to see Paul sign a long-term deal. Personally, not sure why, says DJ. Has he improved? Yes, but still struggles with so many aspects of the game. Scoring touch, defensive ability, most recently grit. Sorry, but he isn't what everybody thinks the Bison King is, that one comes to us. From DJ, how did you see the melee last night uh, and the owners were playing a physical team, even without... Minnesota. They did not have Greenway. Got hurt early in the game, upper body injury. They didn't have DeLaurier dressed, but they're still a physical team that played with real tempo and pace, create a lot of opportunities early. Hard forecheck the Oilers to you, puke putts up that ended up in their net. Um, it, to me, you know, I didn't necessarily like the response from some of the players in the uh, melee with Evander Kane. Where are you at with that?
1: I, really, I just focused on Kane, Bob. I just love, like, I'm kind of old school in that that I love how snarly that guy is. And if people are wondering, what was Mark Messier like? The hit that he threw on Eric's neck, that, you know, the borderline nasty hit with a little stick in it, a little bit to the face. That was Messier all game long, every game. And uh, to see this from Kane, I think it's I think the Oilers need that element. Uh, then when he stood up for Cutter Yamamoto, you know, there was Yamamoto was involved with two players and there was slashing back and forth going on there could have been five different penalties probably four of them to the wild uh in the lead up to that Kane saw Yamamoto was getting it and Kane came to Yamamoto's defense I I absolutely love that and uh, you know him instigating like that fantastic that's the kind of irritating player annoying player uh the orders have looked for and a a really truly a tough player a tough guy so what Kane brought there was fantastic I didn't I I know that the some people who are critical of the response uh you know he didn't get enough support from his teammates in that in that melee maybe they were but the 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 wild were like stinging hornets they were just crazy they were so mad at that guy so maybe these some of the owners could have done a little bit better standing up for kane but really what i saw was kane standing up for his teammate and doing a pretty good job of pushing around however many wild players that it took and absolutely driving them crazy so um i just full credit to him it's funny, we've got a lot
0: of people out there that are, well, there's a lot of virtue signalers, David. You know this, you deal with this every day on the political side and to a lesser extent on the sports side. Uh, and some people just, I'll never buy another order season, t- or I'll never buy another order ticket again if they have a Vander Kane on the team. And they don't know the full story. You know, this person said this. And they don't know. And, and, and that said, there's stuff that is proven on the record and stuff that's proven not to be true on the record. And this is where we remind people that Evander does have custody of his child, which is perhaps, uh, you can extrapolate a little from that. Um, but, uh, you know, in a perfect world, I think, People were thinking, you know, player of this caliber, if he's relatively productive at Edmonton, maybe you can get him at, I don't know, $4 million a year. No chance. <laughs> not based on what he's done. I mean, he's gonna. it's going to start in the fives, and the minimum term length is going to be three. And that's, I mean, there might be somebody that goes, you know, I. the way he's going right now would not surprise me if he finished the year with, you know, 22, 23 goals, like a 40-goal pace. Um it's going to be interesting, isn't it, for the orders to see if they can... Do you, do you go out of your way to find a way to make it
1: work? What would you do, David, in that situation? I would be very careful uh, based on a small sample size with Kane. Um, he's had some personal issues. We know that. But aside from that, Bob, just it's like I've, I've liked his on-ice play a lot. And, I like, he's obviously a great finisher. He can really go to the net and score goals. And he's super tough. And I, I'm sure players love playing with a player like that. He is also 31, and he's a power forward. And this is an age when power forwards, you know, 32, 33, 34, 35, you got to be super careful about overpaying players like that. There's all kinds of examples of players in that category who have had significant drops in their performance. Kane is a two-way player. Like he, I, I find him to be a very strong attacker. His defensive play can, can sometimes lapse, so I think he's an okay defensive player. I haven't seen an exceptional play there. So um, you know, they already have Hyman on a long-term contract into his 30s. They have Nugent Hopkins in that. How many players can you invest in in those kind of contracts when you have... And it's not just Yessipo Yarva you have to sign and Cutty Yamamoto you might want to sign. There's also other players coming up that are going to need to be paid. There's Evan Bouchard, there's Dylan Holloway, there's Ryan McLeod. So I just think it... We might let's, let's enjoy this for what it is with Kane, like a huge bargain that might pay off during this playoff series. But you're going to have to keep looking for that kind of bargain and digging for it mm-hmm. rather than blowing your budget necessarily on a guy who's heading into his years when, on average, players' performance decreases significantly.
0: Fair assessment, David. Fair assessment. And that said, I do like what Kane has brought the Oilers. He's got a little oomph in his game, and Edmonton's got some players that could use some more oomph. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I love his game. I really love it. Like, and I love what he did in, uh, to the Wild last night. He just made them crazy, and we've we've been on the other side of that as Oilers fans. Like, you know, we we felt that with players who agitate our team, and it just makes us, you know, the whole it just can upset a whole team. And I want to see that act. I want to see his game in the playoffs.
0: What's the general perception out there on the Cult of Hockey website on Jay
1: Woodcroft? Well, people are pretty pretty enthusiastic right now, Bob, as you as you might imagine. I mean, they have one of the best records in the NHL since he took over. And, you know, a lot of things have gone right for Jay Woodcroft. They signed Evander Kane about the time he came on. Finally, we have Mike Smith and Mikko Koskinen. Smith's health seems to be coming around. All of the, the defensemen suddenly got healthy. But... I think there's also people, generally speaking there's a lot of credit for him. I, I see um, people are excited about the way he matches lines uh, the way he's using Nurse and CeCe, for instance, um, against tougher competition more often. That's been pointed out by commentators like Darcy McLeod um, People have also noticed, again, the, the line matching which he seems to uh, really focus on. So, and he's also got I mean, he's put together two forward lines uh, those top six forwards who are really working together. And of course, he, he has the benefit of Kane, but he seems to be getting units that work together Um, and then there's you know the winning record goes a long way though of course in in making fans happy about any coach David how do people follow you Uh, just at the Cult of Hockey on Twitter or at D Staples on Twitter
0: and are you upsetting people on the political sphere these days
1: Hope so, Bob. That's uh, <laughs> part of my job—is to be provocative and to uh, fight for interesting ideas, provocative ideas, and stir things up. So, yes, I, I hope I'm doing that. All right, David. Take care. Thanks, Bob. For- that's
0: David Staples. March has texted the show to say, I'm honestly starting to see why players who have been here say it's toxic outside of the pure superstars, 97 and 29. Many people don't appreciate what we have in certain players and only look for their faults and criticize. Wake up, people. All players struggle sometimes, make mistakes, and go through scoring slumps. Uh, are fans that damaged from losing it in this market that this is the mindset right now? I don't think the fan like, the fans are fiercely loyal with Ryan Nugent Hopkins, fiercely loyal with Yesa pooley um, right? I sense that the fans are frustrated with Zach Cassian. I think the fans are split on Evan Bouchard, I'm really bullish on Evan Bouchard, I'd like it if he stuck a guy once in a while, um, and bought himself a little bit of space, I think they're fairly bullish on Ryan McLeod, and I'd like to see Ryan be a little bit more physical. I think people were split on Evander Kane. I I don't think they're split as much because I think they appreciate what he's done. So, I mean, I do think there's a couple guys that look for negative perspectives that cover the team and they're entitled to look at it that way, you know? So, I mean, this show's called Oilers Now. The guy that hosts the show, that would be me. I mean, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. I want to see the Oilers be successful. I I think most people listening to this show want to see Edmonton win. But I do like to see a team collectively stand up for itself and guys to push. And I do think you have to bring in certain types of players as well in order to have, I think, the the farm systems much better developmentally than it was six or seven years ago. It's a significant improvement, and we should be bullish about it. So, again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Fletch in Calgary says, Bob Keane sticks up for Yamamoto and the rest of the team is slow to help him out. Would have never happened with the Oilers in the old days. Now, I've said this from the beginning that Paul is not an NHL player. He's taking up a spot that a harder player from the farm could occupy. No need to sign him. Well, Fletch, that would be the opposite approach of where most of the fans come in. Bob Miko Ratnan struggled lots, but the Avs left him beside McKinnon the whole time. Now he's elite. I'm not saying the same will happen with JP, but uh, McDavid or will uh, leave him in a spot and see what ends up transpiring.
1: Well, with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them.
0: That perspective is out there as well. 122 at Edmonton will return with Oilers now after this. 125 at Edmonton, a reminder to all Oilers season seat holders to secure your 2022 Stanley Cup playoff seats by Thursday. Locking your seats for the playoffs ahead of the public online through your Oilers account manager. You can reach them at 780-414-GOAL. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It is currently 125 at Edmonton. Uncle Milt out at Brent Ridge Forest tells me that uh, a customer about 20 years ago mentioned to him, a good salesman will sell me one truck, a good service department will keep me coming back. Well, that customer and his family have purchased more than 50 units from Brent Ridge Ford since then. That same service department is one of the reasons Brent Ridge just received the uh, their eleventh President's Award winner for uh, from Ford for customer satisfaction. If you need maintenance or repairs for your vehicle, you can reach Kevin, Margie, or Mike at one eight seven seven Margie. Well, one eight seven seven four seven seven four. That's one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. This text comes in to us from Randy. He says, Bob, I like what Evander Keen brings to the table, but let's be honest. Uh, he's 31 years of age, and uh, he will uh, regress. He's going to ask for a long-term contract starting at likely $5 million a year, which the Oilers cannot afford. They have to sign Jesse and Yamo first. How much cap space do we even have after this season? Anybody coming off the books? Uh, Miko Koskinen, 4.5 million. Kyle Turris, 1.65 million. Josh Archibald, 1.5 million. Evander Kane, 2.1 million. So 6.6, 1.65 is 8.25. 1.5 is 9.75. Chris Russell, 1.25. That gets us to 11 million. I, I thought off the top of my head it was $12 million coming off the book. So there you go. Again, you can text us at 780-4960063. Uh, Mark says, Bob, the Otters defense will not hold up come playoff time, which will cause the goaltenders to fail. Roland says, Bob, before last night, uh, before last night, Woodcroft, uh, and when, when Woodcroft took over, Polyarvi had only been on the on the ice for two goals against. I bet there'd be a long list of NHL teams that would love to have Jessup Polyarvi. That one comes to us from Roland. And you can text us at 780-496-0063. All right. Uh, we will take a break. It's uh, 128 in Edmonton off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. John Shannon coming up when we return.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.